Shalom Aleichem to all. It's uh, Arab Shabbos. It's getting close to Shabbos, but I didn't want the week to go by without a chance to learn a little Agra Dekala together. So I am going to share this recording uh, with you. Yeshiva is currently on break, so we didn't have the chance to learn together, uh, but we'll learn together from a distance. So a couple of pieces that are just very thoughtful and meaningful and, uh, and very halig. The Rebbe begins, Ve'ele Shemos, on page Aleph. Ve'elah Shemos, we'll just do the first part of the piece. Ve'elah Shemos, B'nai Yisrael Labam Mitzrayimah. We know it enumerates the names of the family of uh, Yaakov coming down to Mitzrayim. Vav Mosif al Inyan Rishon. says our Rebbe that Vav comes to add on to what we already learned. In other words, there was another person whose name was already well known at the end of Chumash Bereshis, and the struggle to maintain his name was well known to us. Kamosha Yosef, Loshina Es Shemo, Hagam Shekaro, Tzavtas Paneach, Paro tried to relabel Yosef as Safnas Paneach, and yet we find out that Yosef Hayab Mitzrayim, he remained Yosef in Mitzrayim, he clung to his Yiddish name, his Jewish name with great pride. And that's alluded to, it's hinted to, at the very end of Chumash Barashas, we see that Yosef maintains his, his stature as a Yosef. He does not redefine himself as a Safnas Paneach, and that's similarly how Sefer Shmos begins. When the Torah tells us that Yosef Hayib Mitzrayim, he remained Yosef in Mitzrayim. So says the Rebbe, that's the connection Ve'ela Shemos. Just like Yosef kept his name, Ve'ela Shemos B'nei Yisrael. So too, Ruben, Shimon, Levi, Yehudi, Asachar, Zulun, and Yamin, perhaps alluding to the possibility that maybe in Mitzrayim they tried to redefine them as well. Uh, and yet they were able to descend with those names and to come out with those names, to, to keep one's, one's name. And we know, of course, from Chazal that one of the ways and reasons that Klai Yisrael were Zohar to get out of Mitzrayim was the fact that Loshino has Shemam, that they kept their names. So that's a nice connection between the end of Chumash Barashas, highlighting that despite everything they did to try to change Yosef in that way, he maintained his uh, his name. So too, Ve'ela Shemos, so too all of the Jews who went into Galus, all of the brothers kept their names, and it's a chizik for us in Galus, that it's possible for a Jew to hold on to his true identity, even when he finds himself in uh, in the depths of Galus. Okay, continuing with the next piece. The Torah spells out the death of that generation, but it does so in sort of a, in almost like a slow type of way. And then, and then, and the Rebbe thinks that the way that it's being presented by the Torah is significant, which it is. First of all, we know that Yosef already died at the end of Chumash Barashas, or at least were introduced to that reality that Yosef will die. Yosef did die at the end of Chumash Barashas. So why are we circling back and now almost reviewing something that had already happened back in Vayigash? We already saw the family of Yaakov coming to Mitzrayim. Parshas Vayechi, settling in Mitzrayim. Right? This seems to be uh, just a, a summary of that which we already learned at the end of Chumash Barashas. But the Rebbe says, no, it's significant. The Petir of Yosef, even though we've already learned about it at the end of the previous Sefer, and certainly the Chumash in, uh, in recounting could have written it shorthand, yet the Torah spells it out, It actually alludes to the great Rachmanus that Hashem had on Klal Yisrael, that Hashem didn't take away all of our tzaddikim, Hashem didn't take away all of our leaders, He didn't take away all of our role models in one uh, fell swoop. 
but rather Eich la'at la'at hischel inin hashibur. Look how Hakadosh Baruch Hu took us down into the Shibur of Mitzrayim step by step. Last night I had this chus in the neighborhood we were learning in Yanei Shovavim, and I spoke about how part of power's technique to enslave us slowly was that we wouldn't realize what was happening to us. That's obviously the negative side of becoming a slave to the world of Ervas Haaretz, the world of Mitzrayim. But the positive side of the slow descent into Mitzrayim is that it's not as shocking and it's not as destructive because a person has time to, on a certain level, again, you could argue the opposite for Kali Yisrael, but on a certain level, a person could adjust to the harsh reality that's unfolding before their eyes. So the Rebbe says, in fact, it was a Rachmanis of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the Shibu didn't happen suddenly. And as the tzaddikim of that previous generation started to die out, B'nai Yisrael were able to slowly come to terms with their, the, the unfolding reality that was taking place before their eyes. When Yosef died, they were still of great, uh, the Jewish people, the family of Yaakov was still of great stature in Mitzrayim. And after the brothers died, then the Shibur began a little bit. It was still with a degree of seduction that they were talking them into things that were really not in their best interest. But afterwards, once that generation died out, then the full weightiness of the Shibud began, and that was obviously very crushing. But Klaiyasol had some time to adjust to that reality, and the Rebbe sees that as a display of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Rachmanis. It's an interesting way to look at it. Again, one could certainly see it the other way, uh, that this was part of Paro's technique to enslave us without us even realizing what was happening. But from the perspective of a Kaddish Baruch Hu controlling the life and death of, of Tzadikim, it's all very much the uh, Cheshvind. Kaddish Baruch Hu does it in a precise way that we should be able to be so well such an experience. Let's turn to page Dalit. Again, for those who are using the edition that we've been using all year, the two-volume one, the B'nai Shleishim edition. Um, we'll turn to page Dalit. Ve'elashmos b'nei Yisrael haba'im mitzrayim. About four or five pieces after this. Ve'elashmos b'nei Yisrael haba'im mitzrayim ha'eis Yaakov ishu ve'eso. So we know that there are a number of Ramazim, the uh, Balaturim, Picks up on many of these are Muslim. There's a lot to say about them. But our Rebbe points out, We know that Golas Mitzrayim is the root, the origin of all exile experience, whether it's going to be in Bavel, all the way through to Edom, with the Malik lingering throughout, themes of a Malik representing all of uh, the evil that this world uh, has to offer. All the forms of Golas, whether it's Bavel, again, Parasumada, Yavan, Edom, whatever it is, Amalek in its many forms, Yishmael in its many forms, all of it is rooted in Golis Mitzrayim. That's the Golis that's all-encompassing. That's Kolel, all of the Golios. Al-Kain Hagam Shemidabira Kosov B'Golis Mitzrayim. And therefore, even though the Pasuk is specific, speaking specifically about Golis Mitzrayim, Im Kolzeh Merameh Zakolagolios. It's Merameh to the reality that will be the common denominator in every Golis. U'Mitzrayim Peirusho L'Fizeh Lashon Meitzer V'Tzar. And that's something that's said explicitly in the Medrash. The Medrash says that, in fact, all of our Goliaths are called Al-Shem Mitzrayim because the word Meitzar means constriction and limitation. Tsar, feeling stuck, feeling uh, feeling pained by one's uh, difficult situation where I don't have the freedom to live the way that I want to live. That's what Golis is. That's what Mitzrayim is. That's what a Meitzar is. And therefore, the Rebbe says, the way to get out of every exile 
If we study Golas and Gulas Mitzrayim well, we'll understand Golas and Gulas everything. So the way to experience Gula from all the Galios is Ali De Torah Uchuva. We have to return to Chuva. We have to return to Hashem through Chuva, and we have to be faithful to, to the Torah Kadosha. Being a Chuva, you call Adam Asos. Chuva, anyone can do. Right? It's easy for a person to do Chuva. Chuva is something that a Kadosh Baruch Hu grants us with great ease, even though we sometimes make it out to be an impossible task. But a Kadosh Baruch Hu says it's very easy. It's not a hard thing at all. So everyone can do tshuva. Interesting. The Rebbe says when it comes to Torah, well, the person has to have an education. To be able to say, I'm sorry, to be able to talk it out in plain words with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Vidoy, that anyone can do. To be able to learn Torah requires, I need to know, I need to know the Aleph base. I need to know how to read a Pasuk and Chumash and to translate it. I need to know how to make a laning on a piece of Gemara. Torah is not something that everyone has equal access to. If a person doesn't have the, the proper education and training, so he doesn't know really where to start in Torah. Baruch Hashem, we live in a time where there's so much access to Torah. But we understand that at a certain level, the Rebbe is saying Torah is something that a person needs to, uh, needs to learn how to, how to study. And therefore, if Tiyach Hashem is Baruch, Lidavid, she has sifro tehillim chashuv ka'oiskim bin negam va'alos. But you know what Hashem did? Hashem said, even the Pasha de Yid, who only knows how to read Hebrew and can't translate one word, he can't really learn, he can't really understand. David Amalek was given a promise that his sefer tehillim, that his tfilos, his songs, his poetry should be equated, should be treated with the same, uh, with the same loftiness. And the same weightiness in terms of its study, like Nigam Va'olos, like some of the most difficult Mesechtos and Shas. And that's why in the opening Pasuk, the opening words of Chumash Shemos, we find the Remez says the Rebbe that it spells out Tehillim and it spells out Teshuva. The words Shemos, B'nai Yisrael, Habayim, Mitzrayma is Sofei Tevos Tehillim. And Ace Yaakov Ish Uveso, with the word Mitzrayma also in front of it, is Sofei Tevos Teshuva. So we see that as we enter Galus, HaKadosh Baruch is already teaching us how to experience Geula. Geula will come about when a Jew returns to Hashem with Teshuva, and when a Jew attaches himself to Hashem with Torah, and Hashem in His kindness made a certain uh, area of Torah, namely Sefer Tehillim, accessible to the masses, in a way that even just reciting the words of Tehillim in some way is equated like the most uh, diligent Torah study. Obviously, a person who's able to do more has enough eyes to do more and not simply rely on that alone. But uh, but still a tremendous gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Tehillim could be like Torah and that could bring us towards Gula. And now a larger piece just for a couple of more minutes, uh, again, before we all have to uh, make Shabbos. Continuing on page, hey, the piece that begins, Vayara Elokim is B'nai Yisrael, Vayeda Elokim. And I want to start from that second paragraph, V'yisparish Ot, where the Rebbe says, what does it mean when a Kaddish Baruch Hu finally sees us and a Kaddish Baruch Hu knows us, he pays attention to us, where the Rashi explains that a Kaddish Baruch Hu put his eyes upon us to finally uh, at least reveal to us that he's paying attention to us, that he's noticing our suffering, he's paying attention to our pain. What exactly does that mean? Vayar Elokim es b'nei Yisrael. It's in Parag Bey's Pasuk Hafei. Vayar Elokim es b'nei Yisrael. Vayeda Elokim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu saw b'nei Yisrael's situation, 
And Hashem Yedu, Hashem paid attention to them. Rashi says, Nasan Alehim Lev Velohelim Enov. Hashem put his eyes upon us and he uh, he turned his heart towards us and he did not remove his eyes from us. He didn't uh, make himself oblivious to their situation. So what exactly does that mean? So the Rebbe explains a fundamental problem in saving Klai Yisro. And that is, we didn't have any merits, or hardly any merits. The Navi Yechaskel tells us when we quoted in the Haggadah Pesach that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was trying to nurture us, and yet we were naked and bare. What does that mean in the eyes of Chazal? We were arum, we were naked, we were bare from any Torah and mitzvah. And in a certain way, says the Rebbe so interestingly, a theme that he develops in B'nai Yisrael in many places, that we were like the creation of the world. What merit did we have to be brought into existence from the beginning? We know that Hashem waits for some type of lower arousal in order to respond, to follow our lead in a certain sense. Hashem Tzilcha. Hashem is like our shadow. At the beginning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the creator. He got things going. And yet, Chazal revealed to us, it was because of us. It was for our merit. It was for uh, for us. And therefore, you almost wonder, well, what did we do to deserve that? What was our what was our Latata that preceded creation? We didn't have yet any merits. Hashem created us, knowing that in the future, Hashem had the das, the, the, the awareness, before it even happened, that we would in time perform mitzvos and do maizim tovim. And Hashem therefore created us, knowing full well of what we were going to do. So therefore, when Hashem speaks the world into existence, He speaks it in a way that's somewhat concealed. Beratius is an expression of speech, says the Gemara. And yet the Torah doesn't begin with a Vayomer, because it's concealed speech. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu responding to a conversation that He had with us before we even existed. It's Hashem communicating something, they can't yet be put into words because the world doesn't even exist to have that conversation. The letters of communication don't exist and the partner to have that conversation with, namely us, doesn't exist in a revealed way. In a concealed way, Nishmas Yisrael already exists, but in a revealed way, it doesn't. And therefore, it exists only within the knowledge of God, within a Kodesh Baruch Hu's mind, Kiviachal. Like a parent who dreams of having a child, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew the delight that he would get, when we come into existence, Hashem says, I know I'm going to get so much nachas from you, from your mitzvahs, from your maizim tovim, from your mulchem asayetzer, from your tefillos, from everything that you're going to do. But at this point, when the Jewish people were still naked and bare, and yet we had not yet uh, done anything to create that lower arousal. And he writes here in parentheses, and yes, you'll tell me, we know we know that he gave us a little bit of dam, the dam mitzvah's Pesach and the dam mitzvah's Mila. And yet, but that initial hisoris, even that, but the initial willingness of a Baruch Hu to even look at us was something that we didn't really earn or deserve.
And if you look what I write in my writings on Hanukkah, he writes in the Vinay Sashar, you'll see that it's not a contradiction. On the one hand, yes, we did have a little bit of merit in the form of Dam Pesach and Dam Mila, but on a certain level, we didn't have any merit whatsoever. As the Navi is saying, Kapshuta, we were Eirom Be'eria, we were naked and bare from any Zuchuyos. And therefore, this is a throwback to creation of the world. This takes us back to Chafei El, day one of creation. As the Bnei Sashar writes in Chodesh Mamari Chodesh Elo, there was a Ratzon that preceded it all, a Ratzon that Hashem provided. We couldn't really provide anything other than our commitment that if you create us, it sounds very paradoxical, but if you create us, we'll give you Nachas. We'll make you proud. It's a throwback to Maisa Bereshis. Hispik Yidi Aso Yisbarach Shemar Sheyikadlu Acherkach. It was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's knowledge, and it was sufficient to accept the knowledge of what we will accomplish at some later time with our avoda, Vizesh Amar Moshe. And that's why Hashem says, in negotiating with Moshe, the salvation of Klai Yisrael, I know they don't deserve it right now, but the completion of this process will be, We'll come to receive the Torah, and then we'll, we'll pay back. In other words, it's a loan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us a loan. Right? Like the Nusach of the Tefillah on... Uh, but Shabbos uh, Parshas HaChodesh, right? The Bnei Yisrael and other tzaddikim point to that Chodesh Nisan is a Chodesh Asher Yeshuos Boma Kifos. It's a month where Hakadosh Baruch Hu surrounds us with miracles, but it's also a month where Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Makif, like the Chenvani Makif in Perkei Avos. Hashem lends us on credit. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us an advance, and we pay back afterwards. Hine Masher Ramza Torah, and therefore Vayar Elukimus Bnei Yisrael. In our Pasuk, Perak Beis, Pasuk Chafei, Hashem sees B'nai Yisrael. What does that mean? He sees B'nai Yisrael, the potential of who we could be. Hashem sees what we will be, the nachas he will get from us in the future. That we're going to create so much goodness in the world. And that knowledge is sufficient for Hashem to create us or to save us in the context of Yitzhiyas Petzrayim. His spika kiviachol. Hashem can't say it quite yet because there's nothing to talk about yet. It's a secret, but Hashem is able to see it, something that has yet to, to bear fruits in the world. Just like Bereshis means speaking, even though there's nothing to say yet, it's not a Vayomer, it's a Bereshis. So too over here, there's a Mimer, there's a spoken word that's only in the realm of Vayeda, existing again in the mind of of and therefore, even though it's spoken, it's unspoken. Because it comes from a place of divine will that precedes the letters that are not yet able to be spoken into existence. But if you look in the Unkeles, you'll see a secret. The Targum is Mefarish, the Targum alludes to us. This Pasuk, when it translates the Pasuk, as saying, It doesn't just say, And God knew, and God paid attention, and Hashem noticed, but it says, Alluding to the fact that HaKadosh Baruch was beginning to speak to Klal Yisrael, even though, again, there's no one to really have a conversation with uh, yet, because we don't even exist as a Klal Yisrael. We're in such a low place. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is dreaming of the conversations we will have, the mitzvahs of Ma'isim Tovim that we will perform. And that's very much Ki Be'emes, Bereshis, Nabi, Maimaru, concealed speech, hidden speech is also speech. Havein, Hadvarim, V'yunam, Lecha. 
pay attention to these words and they'll be very sweet and pleasant to you. With that, I wish everyone a good Shabbos. I'm looking forward to continuing to learn the Sefer from Yitz Hashem in the weeks and months ahead. Ezra Hashem. And, uh, and we thank our Rebbe, the Heilige B'nai Sasser, the Heilige Agar the Kala, for always teaching us such sweet and beautiful Torah.